The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Uh, hello, uh, hello, uh, hello. Did you say uh, Jimmy Klein? <laughs> and on this podcast, we celebrate classic iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Yep. We take the episode. Every damn Friday. We break it down. Just for you. We make it do its homework. Only for it to fall asleep and dream it's in another dimension full of pregnant cheerleaders and permed men. Hmm. Is that New Jersey? Anyway, all for you, the listener. Yeah. On today's episode, we take a look at Day by Day, Season 2, Episode 11, entitled A Very Brady Episode. Aw, they stole it from us. <laughs> if you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and you watch before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Day by Day was available to stream on well, YouTube is where we yeah. watched it. So, yeah, YouTube, YouTube. No, that's mm. not the same thing, is it? So, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. It's welcome been a back. minute, as the kids say. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Isn't that how the Welcome Back Cotter song goes? Yeah. Welcome back. Something like that. <laughs> what was the welcome premise of the show? Like, where, where did he go? Like, where did he come back from? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. He was the teacher, right? Yeah. Mr. Cartel. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Oh, oh, Mr. Carter. <laughs> Poor Shaq. I don't know. I don't know. Where did he go? Maybe we need to cover that show just to we figure out where the fuck he went. For sure. It's on the list. Just to figure out where the fuck he went. Yeah. Where'd you go, Mr. Cotter? And that's to where he dates that like Australian chick. Oh, and then, like know. they sing about on the bleachers. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Urban Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Or is that yeah. Rhinestone Cowboy? I think. It's got Dolly Parton in it. Well, once yeah, once for a girl, once for a guy, right? Like once a guy cowboy, once a girl cowboy. <laughs> We're not getting into that. All right. <laughs> so how was your hiatus? How was your week? How was your weeks? It was pretty good. Not too bad. I didn't really do a whole lot. Um, no. But yeah, about yours. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm try- I was trying to think today. Like, okay, we need to talk about our hiatus. Like, what did we do? I feel like there's something, but I can't remember. And I remember like when that something happened, I was like, oh, we got to write that down so we can talk about it on the podcast because we're going to be all like, how's your hiatus? And I'm like, this yeah. definitely needs to go in there. And well, then I was like, I was like, I'm not going to forget that, that that happened. Well, let's ask this. Uh, did you have any trees fall through your house? No. Did you have any uh, bricks go through windows? Um, no. Hmm. Wait. No. Okay. Well, that's good. So, I didn't buy any guitars. Yeah. I think the last guitar that was purchased was the one that's hanging behind me. Um, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just spent the hiatus just kind of working and um, hanging with Whoa, the boy. Hold on. We got to clarify on this show now. Sorry. Come on now. 
just work, not working oh, it, man. just working, just uh, hanging with my son and um, nothing exciting, which is totally fine with me. Of course, mm-hmm. I was missing, you know, the listeners and missing the show. And is that, is that, is that it? <laughs> and I was missing Jimmy Klein. Oh, even though I still talk to you every single day. Yeah, no, yeah. We literally it's... talk to each other multiple times a day. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to miss you, Jimmy, when you're always here. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I've been working on stuff around the house, working on the garage. Guy stuff, honey do lists. Hmm. Nah, I mean, no, nah, I mean, not really. No, I, you don't, I don't get honey do lists. I'm working on a project in the garage, uh, refinishing one of the walls. So that'd be cool. That'd be nice. Mm, that'd be nice. Funny. Just sent you. <laughs> it's not like you're doing <laughs> Borat exp- impression. Man, nice. Oh, I've never, I've never seen Borat. Yes, but you know the impression. Mm, I think so. I think I've seen him like I'm, I, I didn't really pay attention to it. I don't really know it. You know what I mean? Mm, Not much. in the biblical sense. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your history with Day by Day? I used to watch it when I was younger. I kind of forgot about I For some reason, I get Day by Day and um, what's the other show? Step by Step. <laughs> yeah, I get the two of them confused. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I forgot I had so many good people in the cast. That's got yeah. a really good cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I watched it. As a kid, too. I don't think it was on very long, right? Like two seasons, think, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think everybody had a, a crush on Courtney Thornsmith. I think every, all the kids did. I think some girls I did, too. I think a lot of people did, but not as much as you. No? Because her name <laughs> was Courtney, her. and she makes you a little thorny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching, like, Revenge of the Nerds 2, and she was in that, and you were just yeah. like, oh, my God, I love yeah. her. She you wasn't know? even naked in that. Has she ever been naked? I mean, I'm sure she's been mm-hmm. naked. I mean, she was born, right? I mean, like in <laughs> something. I don't think so. No, but is she even is she even alive anymore? I'm not trying to be mean, but like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess. Well, let's check real quick. Okay. <clears throat> Wasn't she like on? Didn't she later do like Melrose Place or something? Oh yeah, she did, didn't she? That was like the spinoff of 90210. Gosh, yeah. she looks exactly the same. Holy shit! I feel like I've seen her in something recently. Maybe Courtney not. Courtney Thornsmith. She was okay. I never had a huge crush on her. She wasn't like one of my girls, but I thought she was attractive for sure. But she wasn't anybody I was gaga over. She she was on Fresh Off the Boat for two seasons. I don't she remember did Rob- that. She did Robot Chicken. She was on Two and a Half Men, apparently, like all of them. I don't know. Um, I didn't really watch much of that show. Um, yeah, she was on Ally McBeal. So yeah, she's been she's been pretty busy the whole time. Yeah. I mean, she's she's aged gracefully. She looks her age, yeah. but she looks exactly the same. Speaking of somebody who looks great for her age, is the other oh, person that was on the show? Don't do that. Oh wait, what? <laughs> 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 no, I'm talking about Julie Louise Dreyfus. The woman I don't age. Was, I forgot she was even on that show, and uh, yeah, she still looks fantastic today she still looks hot and what's crazy <laughs> is back then around this time like she had been like on tv for a while because i want to say she was on either the first season or one of the first seasons of snl like she's been around a while oh, and yeah, i think she was yeah yeah and what's crazy about it is randomly out of nowhere she was on the cover of fitness magazine everybody's like what what the <laughs> hell like when did you turn into like a fitness model because she like totally like got had abs and shit like <laughs> the same yeah. as uh jenna fisher from the office she was on the cover too you're just like 
wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like, uh, I always thought Julie Louise Travis was attractive and pretty and all that stuff. I was never like, like, oh, she's so hot. But I mean, right. she is, but I never like, you know, she wasn't like a thing for me. Um, until <laughs> in, in this episode where she has like the long straight hair. Right. And like just in that cheerleader outfit, I was like, okay, all right. Can you can you bring that outfit over? <laughs> I was like, I can get on board with this uh <laughs> all right, all right, I like this. <laughs> with with me, it's like most girls they they value sense of humor in guys, right? A lot of girls will say, Oh, guys gotta be funny. But for yeah. me, like if a girl's really funny, it just kinda like it's just kind of off-putting. It's, oh my god, no! It's really, the opposite for me. Sense of humor is huge. If a girl is, well, I mean, funny, don't get me wrong. Like, oh my god, you can you can be completely unattractive, but if you're funny, oh my god, I'm in love with. Well, you. don't get me wrong. She has a sense of humor. She just it can't be better than mine. <laughs> right. No, I totally get that. For no, sure. but like no, but like um, like an example is like stand-up comedian. I I'm notorious if, as far as you're concerned with not liking female comedians. It's most of the time I just I don't think they're funny and I think they're a little annoying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think it's like that with just regular girls too. Like if they're too funny, I'm just like, yeah, you're kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of this episode? It was interesting. I, I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed because what? wait, why? Yeah. Well, because okay, let me ask you this. What makes airplane such a funny movie because of the parody in this yeah well that's obvious but what because there's other parody movies too that aren't as funny as that so what makes airplane so funny like i would argue airplane is funnier than scary movie but but what makes airplane so funny um i don't know (laughs) it's like the acting I mean, the acting is, I mean, they're actually trying in the movie. Same as Troll 2. That's why I like Troll 2 so much. Okay. I felt like they were like just getting a paycheck. Like they weren't really trying. Like they were just kind of. I felt like that with a couple of them. Well, that's not true. It's kind of like when they're on SNL and they're just like reading off a cue card. That's what it felt like. Like, you know, these characters that you played them for years. Like, why do you feel like that? that? It felt like Reverie was just checking a box. (laughs) Yeah, but what's funny is he's so talented that even just checking the box, he was better than anybody else up, up there with him, <laughs> right. with the exception of Chris Barnes. But yeah. no, he's he doesn't count. I'm talking about the Brady Bunch cast. Yeah, like uh-huh. I don't know why, but Flohan was shouting all of her dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> she's screaming. She all must over. have been on a stage show at the time. Um, know, so I, it's like she was doing a play. Yeah, I thought Maureen McCormick did a really good job. Like yeah, she did she a really was. good job playing Marsha. She's and she's the, she's about the same height now too. <laughs> <laughs> she, she never aged or she never grew. It's funny. Anyways, <clears throat> um, yeah. So that was the only thing is I was. It would have been way funnier. The exact same thing. Don't change any lines. If they would have acted the parts like they did on the show and actually been serious. Yeah, it would have been. They did like a ten times funnier version. I guess yeah. You're, you're you're right. And they went through all that trouble with the set and everything. And that's that's the way you're gonna act. Come on, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed. Um, Marsha did a good job. Um, Robert Reed did a good job. Everybody else. Actually, in my opinion, the person that hands down had the funniest lines on. Well, let me ask you, who had the funniest lines in your opinion? Are you talking about just the Brady Bunch cast? Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris Barnes didn't really have any funny lines in it, but yeah. Um, probably either Peter or Bobby. I say Bobby. 
<laughs> Bobby had some ri- the funniest line said Bobby had just his delivery was just deadpan. It was perfect. <laughs> Why do you think we're still living at home? <laughs> yeah, we just fix them. <laughs> <laughs> we <ride> bikes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was impressed by him too. Yeah, I just don't know why. Like Barry Williams, E. Plum, or Susan Olsen didn't show up for this. Why would you not want to? Well, I think at the time, if I remember right, like from stuff I've read, I think Susan Olsen had a chip on her shoulder about like having to bleach her hair and all this kind of stuff. And I like, wish she wasn't even in the opening credits. I don't know. Well, she's probably a kid in there. They probably she probably said you can't even use my likeness. Yeah, I mean she pulled that you know George McFly shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as Barry Williams, he's so full of himself. He was probably in some kind of fucking Vegas show. <laughs> Didn't want to take time off to do Vegas it. So show. yeah, I've, I've graduated from the Brady Bunch. Is that what it was called, yeah. Brady Bunch? I think I don't even remember. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I got to go on stage for the second show today in Vegas for the afternoon show. I'm the second biggest show in Gatlinburg. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, buddy. That's cool. Um, I feel like that's where artists go to die is having a show in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I think if, if Michael Jackson was still alive, he'd be playing Vegas. <laughs> Cause I mean, he can't, he couldn't dance at his age. Like if he was alive today, he'd be like what? 60 something years old. He yeah. couldn't still dance. No. Elvis too. I saw, I've seen Dick Van Dyke still do it. Hell yeah. Dick Van Dyke's awesome. But anyways, yeah. um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinions. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's take our first break. Okay. You know, we've been gone on a hiatus for like four weeks. We gotta get we stretch. back for about twelve minutes. Exactly. And, uh, it's time for a break. All right, so we'll see you in a month. Oh. Yeah. We don't want to do too much too soon. We gotta, you know, ease into it. We wanna pull a hammy. That's right. <laughs> and when we come back, we're really gonna break this episode down and uh, you know, see what kind of antics the Brady's and the Harpers can get into. Boom. We'll be back. So then the elephant said, no, thank you. I have a trunk. <laughs> Jimmy, you're not even paying attention to me. Sorry. Sorry. I was distracted. <laughs> oh, on your phone again. What guitar this time? No, it's actually not a guitar this time. It's costumes. Okay. And let me explain. Because we're part of the retro network and we're, you know, retro ourselves. My kids want to join in the fun. Oh, they want to do a podcast. That's cool. No, no. Costume. Oh, they want to dress up like a podcaster, Nito. No, no, no. As, as a classic TV or movie character, you know, for Halloween. But, I mean, where am I going to find those kind of costumes for little kids? Have you tried HalloweenCostumes.com? Well, I mean, I have a six-year-old. So, I mean, I'm sure I could find some adult retro costumes there that might fit my two older kids. But, I mean, come on. What about my six-year-old? Oh, my mistake. In that case, I think you should try... HalloweenCostumes.com Oh, I got you. I remember them from last year, and they have some great costumes from all the popular franchises, but, I mean, what I'm looking for is a little different. Oh, see, you didn't say that the first time. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I do have a great idea. What's that? How about 
HalloweenCostumes.com. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, at least let me look. Okay, you're right. They definitely have some great costumes. Of course they do. Super Mario Brothers, Zelda, Barbie. And aren't you and your kids into horror movies? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, they have Freddy Krueger and Jason and Chucky. Man, I gotta get some for myself too. Transformers, Spider-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wait, wait. Is that a sexy little mermaid costume? Ooh la la. I mean, these are nice, though. These are great. But, but I mean, again, my kids wanted classic TV or movie. I mean, I guess I could go to the thrift store and get an old suit or something. Jimmy, you shut your mouth and look what I found. Wait. Hold on a second. Is that, is that the tuxedos from Dumb and Dumber? Yep. And Marty McFly? <gasps> and Ferris Bueller? Yep. And Oompa Loompas and Danny Zuko from Greece. <laughs> but, you know, like like the nerdy Danny, like at the end where he's wearing like the Letterman sweater. <laughs> uh, for track or something? Yeah. But wait, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Right there. No, right there. Uh, next to uh, Cher from Clueless. Oh, there she is. <laughs> hey, look, Ron Burgundy and Inspector Gadget. Oh, wait a minute. These are all kids' costumes? And adults. That way you can join in on the fun, too. Man, I am so glad I looked here. You're welcome. So which one are you going to get? I picture myself in A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. You know, I just think, you know, physically, you know, I just you know, kind of look like him. Spit an image. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, do you think they... Uh, speaking of which, do you think they have any swimmer costumes by chance? Wow. Really? Really tight. And in our promo for HalloweenCostumes.com. <laughs> so for your Halloween costume needs, go check out HalloweenCostumes.com. Click on the link in the show notes for 15% off your order now. back man that was a good break holy shit you have been working on that shit don't try to play it off like you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about like you've been working on that shit you were impressed that i was doing it sitting down i didn't realize you were sitting down i was like how the fuck is he crouching that low <laughs> i get low i can get low damn okay so, all right, we have Day by Day, Season 2, Episode 11, entitled A Very Brady Episode. Aww. Let's get into this. Facts about the episode. First aired on February 5th, 1989. Damn. <laughs> Written by Gary David Goldberg. Hey, oh. we know him. We yeah. know what he's, what he's from? Nope. <laughs> he's uh, He did Family Ties. Oh, yeah. And uh, Andy Borowitz and Philip Lazen. And Andy Borowitz sounds familiar too. I don't know. Hmm. Is directed by Asad Kalada. Bless you. I think I had one of those when I was in uh, the Bahamas. Delicious. I think that's isn't that the scientific name for like when you have allergies. <laughs> is any of this offensive? I'm sorry, you got that out. <laughs> 
God, I'm funny. God. Is any of that shit offensive? It might not be. We're making fun of his name. We're not making fun of his <laughs> nationality or whatever. No, you, I'm you keeping can it in. I'm keeping you? it in. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure you just summoned a demon. <laughs> <laughs> According to IMDb, Christopher Daniel Barnes would later play Greg Brady in the movie adaptation of The Brady Bunch in The Brady Bunch movie in 1995. No yeah. way. I, 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 I'm trying to think back. They didn't have any mentions of like a, what was his name? Bob or something? Like what the fuck? What did they call him? In the Who? Chuck? Chuck, yeah. Um, they didn't have any mentions about Chuck in the Brady Bunch, did they? The Brady Bunch no. movie? Oh, no. Damn, that's a shame. That would have been really yeah. funny. If, like, if somebody forgot his name, your name's Chuck, right? No, it's great. That would have been awesome. That would have been <laughs> such a throwback. Yeah. This is the last time Maureen McCormick would appear as Marsha Brady alongside Robert Reed, Florence mm-hmm. Henderson or Flohan, and B. Davis, and B. Killing it. <laughs> and B. Punching your ass. Christopher Knight and Mike Lickenland all appear together as their Brady Bunch characters one final time with Reed in The Brady's in 1990. Mm-hmm. Maureen McCormick was pregnant in real life at this time. Writer and series co-creator Andy Borowitz wasn't done with the Bradys. He went on to co-create the short-lived sitcom Aliens in the Family in 1996, which was a hybrid of the Brady Bunch and dinosaurs featuring the Brody family, half of whom were human and the other half were extraterrestrials. Hmm. So the name got off the ground. Well, it's weird that all that they. They took the kind of took the name from Archie Bunker, yet it had nothing to do with Archie Bunker. <laughs> like all in family. Like, oh, aliens in the family. Yeah. Barry Williams, Abe Plum, and Susan Olsen did not appear reprising their roles in this spoof. Hmm. I don't. I think that was the time where like Susan Olsen, or not Susan Olsen, um, Eve Plum, Plum and Maureen McCormick didn't get along. Like because like I think because Maureen McCormick realized that Eve Plum was hotter than her or something. I can't remember. <laughs> please, please. Have you seen old pictures of Eve Plum? No, I, I agree. As she got older, she definitely was really pretty. Like when she was like in the, like, especially the last season of the Brady Bunch, she was well, not really, only, I'm talking about after that. You see modeling pictures of her, you're just like, who the fuck is that? And you're like, that's Eve Plum. I'm like, bullshit. That ain't Eve Plum. Like, yep, <laughs> that's Eve Plum. Yeah, I think like Maria McCormick hit her peak at her like attractiveness was pretty much like season five That's <laughs> around Brady Bunch and all that maybe a year or so after that right and then she started declining I to me I think mm-hmm. and I think that's right when Eve Plum started getting into it so yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's true alright so you ready to fade in I am ready to fade in alright so we fade in Oh. Our story opens up with Ross sitting in the kitchen table, supposedly working on homework, mm-hmm. but instead has a portable handheld TV in his hand and watching and singing along with the theme song to the Brady Bunch. As he's singing and playing air bass, Kristen comes down the stairs and watches him without him knowing. She then begins to bob her head and sing along with him. Then all of a sudden, Eileen walks in and sees what they're watching and, too, begins to sing along with the song. 
Soon they all sing along louder and even dance to the theme until it ends. Aww. As Eileen takes a seat, she says, Greg Brady. Man, they do not build them like that anymore. Ross says, eh, I could do better. Because <laughs> ah, he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kristen stares off into a void and says, I used to sit in summer school. (laughs) (laughs) And doodle in my notebook, Mrs. Greg Brady, Mrs. Kristen Brady, Mrs. Kristen Carlson Brady. I still think it could work. (laughs) Hmm. Eileen leans in to watch on the little TV and says, when I was growing up, this was my favorite show. Ross says, no, it's more than a show, Eileen. It's a way of life. Whenever I have mm-hmm. a problem that seems insurmountable, I turn to the Brady Bunch for guidance. Like now. Mm-hmm. But not even they can help me with this. Oh, Eileen sure. asks, what is it? Ross says, the worst history paper ever written. In a cruel twist of fate, I'm its author. <laughs> Ross looks at Eileen and adds, I got an F. And to make matters worse, Mr. Crutchfield, my history teacher, wants mom and dad to sign it. Kristen says, why don't you just tell your parents you're sorry and you'll work harder next time? Ross gets up and walks over to Kristen as he sarcastically says, Oh, sure, that'll work <laughs> if my parents were Carol and Mike Brady. Eileen walks over and says, Ross, come on. This is not the end of the world. Listen, no matter what happens, we're here for you. And just as Ross's parents, Kate and Brian, enter the kitchen, Eileen says, Well, I'm out of here. And she <laughs> exits the kitchen. Ross whispers to Kristen, wish me luck. Kristen whispers back, may the bunch be with you. I like that. I like oh, that. boom. We should, we should say that. We should say that. <laughs> and she exits the kitchen as well. Aw. So when they were singing the Brady Bunch, were they like trying to harmonize or did that just happen on accident? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because they were like, some one of them was really bad. Um, <laughs> why did they get an applause for that? <laughs> I don't know. Because it was a musical performance of some kind. Because the light came on and told them to applause, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of funny with Ross doing like the music stuff in the bass. And <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, when I said I remember that girl, I, I, I didn't realize for saying it was Courtney Thorne Smith. I was like, I remember that girl. And then I was like, of course I remember that girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I don't remember the relationships here. Like, mm-hmm. is Eileen Ross's sister, or we know Kristen isn't isn't because she's referred to him as his parents. I thought Eileen was like the mom's sister, oh. like the aunt, and I thought Kristen was like the the nanny, like the babysitter. Because like, he is the, like a little sister or something. Yeah, because like the mom worked from home or something, and she's in her office all day, and the dad Didn't had they to leave run a daycare. Is that oh maybe it did maybe, maybe yeah maybe they did run a daycare but either way she's like a babysitter or something hmm because I sure always wondered like know. did he ever have a crush on her like he had to have, right because she's in the house all the time I would think so yeah was there a will they or won't they kind of a thing going on yeah with right him? Yeah. is she too old for him I don't know like Angela yeah. <laughs> Mona <laughs> Jonathan what was the teacher too old for her in summer school. She didn't give a shit about that, did she? Hmm. <laughs> if you're going to be late, at least call first, okay? Mm-hmm. I made dinner, honey. <laughs> that was like so awkward, that scene. <laughs> that was the same school that they used in Karate Kid. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nice. <clears throat> scene two. 
After Kristen and Eileen leave Ross alone with his parents in the kitchen, he awkwardly says, uh, Mom, Dad, can I talk to you for a second? As they both take a seat in the kitchen table, Brian asks, what's up? Ross goes on, uh, do you remember my history teacher, Mr. Crutchfield? Brian laughs and says, remember him? He used to teach me in high school. He looks at his wife and says, old easy A Crutchfield. Mm-hmm. Ross says, uh, well, uh, the passage of time has turned him into a harsh and bitter man. <laughs> Kate, knowing something is up, asks Ross, what's all this about? And like ripping off a band-aid, Ross just hands him the paper and says, well, he wants you to sign this paper I wrote. Brian picks it up and says, I loved to read his comments. He was able to say something nice about anything. Mm-hmm. As he flips to the back of the paper and reads the comment, Mr. Harper, in my 52 years of teaching, I have experienced many diverse feelings, pride, admiration, satisfaction. After reading your paper, I can add a new feeling to the list. Nausea. Mm-hmm. Ross rolls his eyes. Brian goes on reading your liberal use of quotations from the songs of Bon Jovi. Brian hands the paper over to Kate and says, I, I can't read anymore. <laughs> Kate continues to read Mr. Harper. I urge you to check your facts. Benedict Arnold <laughs> most certainly was not as you assert the pig on green acres. <laughs> Brian just buries his face in his hands. As Kate says, Ross, what do you have to say for yourself? Ross says, uh, could you please sign it? Mm-hmm. Brian asks, how could you turn in such a shitty? <laughs> how could you turn in such a shoddy piece of work? Ross in his own defense says, well, let's keep this in perspective, dad. You know, for a paper written on the school bus, it's not that shoddy. Mm-hmm. Kate turns to Ross and asks, you wrote your paper on the school bus. How did you turn in a school bus? <laughs> where did the teacher put it and who wrote it on his paper (laughs) sorry (laughs) Ross says mom I know I didn't budget my time wisely but it's been a very busy week for me Brian asks what have you been doing Ross sighs and says channel 22 has been having a Brady Bunch marathon Kate stands up and walks over to Ross and asks and you've been watching all of them Mm-hmm. Ross says, yes. You know, if you miss one, you lose the flow. Mm-hmm. Brian then stands up and says, well, things are going to change. Until you bring your history grade up, no more TV. As he walks to the other side of the kitchen, Ross says, dad, dad, think about what you're saying here. Kate adds, no discussion. Ross shouts, but this is unfair. Mm. Brian says, you created this, Ross. Now you better get a move on. You'd want to be late for school. Ross says, okay, fine. Hmm. He then grabs his binder and heads out the door for school. Go ahead and make jokes. See if I care. <laughs> they just had to put a Benedict Arnold reference in there, didn't they? They, they, they just love that Benedict. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they just love having that Benedict in their mouth. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so stupid. Um, it, it, I take it this was the same network that the Brady Bunch aired on? Um, it had to have been. Either that or they paid a shit ton. Because they had the license to like everything. 
They had a license to the music. They had a license to all of it. How long after this did the Brady Bunch parody movie come out? Six years later. Oh, damn. So where did they get the set from? This set wouldn't have still been standing. <clears throat> no, they just built the set. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's not bad. You can tell it was a little smaller and something. It was, yeah. Right, but, but you get the idea. It's yeah. close enough. Huh. Okay. Scene three. Ooh. Later that night, Ross sits at the kitchen table working on his paper, mm. wearing a rope. Kate comes downstairs and asks, how's it going? Ross says, just working on my paper. You can read it yourself. He hands the paper to his mom. She looks at it and reads, the three causes for revolution are as follows. Number one, taxation without representation. Number two, religious persecution. Number three, mean parents. <laughs> Ross says, I wrote it from personal experience. Life is unfair. <laughs> Kate takes a seat at the table and asks, oh, you noticed? Ross says, yeah, I noticed. I mean, I get one bad grade at school and you two blew up at me. Carol and Mike would never scream at Greg if he got a bad grade in school. They didn't scream. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Kate says, well, actually, that's not true because Carol screams in this whole episode. <laughs> no, I mean, like his parents. His parents never screamed at him. Oh, oh, his parents. Yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> Kate says, you know, I think I've heard about enough of the Brady Bunch for one day. Get back to work. I'm sorry. I have to stop here. I don't know what Kate means here. What is she trying to say? That's enough Brady Bunch for the day? I don't get that. I don't know what I, she's I saying. I think she's trying to say that uh, she is never welcome listening to our podcast. How about that? That's um, what else is she saying there? She's saying Sounds that. Sounds about right to me. She's a bitch. Yeah. I said it. I said it. I, for a second there, I was like, what language is this? Because I don't understand the words coming out of her mouth. Exactly. I'm sorry. Out of her whore mouth. Exactly. Kate's a whore. That's right. And then Tech walks out like a motherfucking boss. Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. As the whore leaves the kitchen, Sorry, Ross man. says, Carol and Mike would never tell Gray to get back to work. <laughs> the whore just gives Ross the look and goes up the stairs. After the whore does this, Ross pulls out his portable TV and turns on the Brady Bunch, but then slowly drifts. Off to sleep. How ironic is it that he happened to turn on the TV just as an episode was starting? Well, I mean, remember, it's it a marathon. So, I mean. Yeah, but he didn't look at his watch first. It's not like he looked at his watch. Oh, shit. And turned it on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, he's been working on that report and he only wrote down three sentences. Oh, uh, technically it was like four or seven. But either way, if I was a mom, I'd be like, this is all you have. You better get your ass to work. How long <laughs> you been sitting there? And you got, that's all you have written down. <laughs> and the yeah. kids in the preschool can write more than this. Damn. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you're getting yeah, F's and shit. <laughs> mm. You know, whatever happened to Chris Barnes? I mean, I know he's been doing voiceover work. He's an, he's an author. He writes um, uh, weird books about like dystopian shit and it's like not really fan fiction but it's very like adult themed kind of stuff <clears throat> so yeah that's that's what he mainly because i feel on. like he as soon as he got on the scene yeah you know the acting scene he was really good and really funny and like got famous really fast 
and then just did a couple more years and then he like disappeared. Well, he, he, yeah, he, when he joined the voiceover club, like he, that's all he did for a long time. But if you see him now, he's got this long ass fucking beard that goes on his belly button. <clears throat> I don't see him. Yeah. But I always thought he was like really hilarious and good comedic timing, good mm-hmm. faces, you know, and I just don't know why he stopped acting. But he, uh, he had to post on Instagram and he was like, listen, to all you people that are fans of me from like the Brady Bunch and Starman and all that kind of stuff, he's like, don't read my stuff thinking it's going to be that kind of stuff because it's not. He said it's very <laughs> adult oriented. It's very like weird, dystopian, like Walking Dead kind of shit. And he's like, don't don't think it's like that because it's not because I don't want you to be disappointed. So <clears throat> apparently he writes a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Yeah. I made all that shit up. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> How awesome would it have been if I created some story like, wow, that's neat. Like, I just made all that shit up. Like, no, that's real. Tell me a little bit about one of his books. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. Scene four. Next, the theme song plays for the Brady Bunch. And that's not Cindy. Weird. Hmm. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know we talked about it already, but. Just, just put some like random. It's like yeah. they stepped out in the hallway at the production studio and was like, Did you see a little girl around here? You, come here. <laughs> like, just <laughs> stand in front of this camera and just look around. But, for I mean, a but like you brought up, Greg wasn't in it, but, and, and Jan wasn't in it, but their pictures to you. Yeah. So was was the girl that played, Bra- um, the girl Susan that played Olsen. Cindy was just like, You better not fucking show my picture on there. Like, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. No. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, Ross then appears in the middle square just before Alice. Anywho, after the entire theme plays for the second time in the episode, we see the typical establishing shot for the Brady Bunch. Hmm. Ross appears at the top of the stairs wearing his blue robe and confused how he got to the Brady Bells. Surprised, Ross says, could it be? Yes, it could. Something's cutting them. <laughs> could, <laughs> could it really be? Just then a familiar voice is heard from a back room that shouts, honey, is that you? <laughs> Ross asks, mom? Just then Carol motherfucking Brady comes walking out, <laughs> carrying a cup of coffee from the den, from the wall, apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was it about the den? They kept going through uh-huh. the door and left. Like, that's a wall. Uh, Where are you going? <clears throat> Carol says, good morning, son. Carol takes a seat at the dining room table and says, Mm-mm, there's nothing like that first cup of coffee in the morning. Ross super jazz points at Carol and says, Mrs. Brady, Carol Brady. Carol says, what in heaven's name are you talking about? Chuck <laughs> Ross gestures to himself and corrects her saying, Ross, Ross Harper. Carol says, I think playing all that rock music has gone to your head, Chuck. Ross leans in and asks, why do you keep calling me Calvin? Why do you keep calling me Chuck? Carol says, because that's your name, Chuck Brady. Mm -hmm. Ross takes a seat from the news and asks, you mean I'm your, I'm your son. I'm a Brady. Mm -hmm. Carol asks, is something wrong, honey? Ross, uh, I mean, Chuck says, oh, no, 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 no. Everything's fine, Mrs. I mean, Mom. (laughs) Ross stands up and asks, where is everybody? 
Carol says, well, Peter and Bobby are working on their science project. Greg is out back fixing his bicycle. Marsha is at a cheerleading tryout. Cindy is at a bake sale. And Jan just ran up to her room and slammed the door. (laughs) (laughs) Ross smiles and says, whoa, well, all this excitement is exhausting. I think I'm going to run upstairs and take a little cat nap. Carol smiles, gets up and says, why don't you take off your robe and get started on the day? Ross says, oh, no, you see, I wear this robe around the house all day. Carol looks back at him in shock and says, now that's not very Brady of you, honey. Mm -hmm. Carol then walks over and unties his robe. Oh, shit. And says, come on, Chuck. Ross says, oh, well, yeah, all right. As he whips off his robe. No? That's kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) He reveals that he's dressed head to toe in 1970s garb. Bell bottoms and platform shoes to boot. Mm -hmm. Ross gasps. Carol says, there. Now, isn't that better? Ross leans over to Carol and asks, does it concern you that I'm wearing high heels? That was such a funny laugh. <laughs> um, how did they get Ross in the middle in the credits? You know what I mean? Like it was underneath the, like the Brady Bunch logo, and mm-hmm. it was under, like that must they must be part of the same network, like because they must have had access to all that shit. Yeah, either that or they found in the in the seventies they found somebody that looked like him that was going to play Alice. And they're like, no, he's really shitty. And then halfway through recording it, they kicked him out and had a house come in. And then they just happened to find it. <laughs> that's, that's probably, I didn't that's, think of that. That's more that's likely. True. Yeah. And what? Okay. He's in like a new Brady dimension and he's all excited. It's like his favorite show. Right. And like, he wants to go take a nap. Yeah. I thought about yeah. that too. Like, I understand that's like his thing regularly on the show, but. Hmm. So, um, it's kind of cool that he already knows his way around the house. That's kind of, or that he already knew his way around the house when, you know, he films a Brady well, yeah, kind of cool. If you and I went there, we would know where we were. Well, I'm sorry. I would know my way around the house. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently would be like under the stairs going, where the fuck is Where's this Where's the going? kitchen? That's <laughs> <laughs> your bullshit. It should be right fucking here. Um, <laughs> sorry. Carol's wig was horrible. Holy shit. What was so bad about it? It looked like they bought it from Walmart. (laughs) God, it was awful. Um, It's so strange seeing him with them because we associate him with the the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah. It's just really weird. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Scene five. While still in the living room with Carol, Mike walks out with a mustache. Oh, damn. And he's like, you know why I pulled you over? (laughs) Correction, like... He had a mustache on his face. He didn't like walk out like hand in hand with a, a giant mustache. Right <laughs> he walks out of the den and says, good morning, son, and kisses his wife. Ross, in total surprise, exclaims, Mr. Brady? <laughs> Mike looks at him and oddly asks, why so formal, Chuck? Mike then side-eyes Ross and asks, is that noisy rock and roll music going to your head? Mm-hmm. Ross awkwardly chuckles i get it chuckles and says i'm sorry i'm just so excited to be here so excited i'm gonna take a nap apparently 
(laughs) Mike then shuts that shit down quick when he says, young man, didn't I ask you to do something about that shaggy mop top of yours? Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Ross says, whoa, dad, that's sacred ground. I'm not cutting my hair. Mike says, who said anything about cutting it? I asked you 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 to get a perm. (laughs) Ross asks, a perm? Mike assures, all Brady men have perms. Mm -hmm. Carol pats Mike on the shoulder in an effort to back him up. Mike then adds, that way our hair doesn't get in our eyes when we're fixing our bikes. (laughs) (laughs) Carol breaks the awkwardness when she shouts... (laughs) I can sure use another cup of coffee. (laughs) As Carol heads to the kitchen, Mike says, oh, honey, before you go, look what I found in the attic. My old ukulele. Mike begins to strum on the little axe. Mike Mike takes a seat to play as Carol sits with her man. Mike says, I'm going to be the cat's meow at the Roaring Twenties party. Carol asks, Roaring (laughs) Twenties? Mike chuckles and says, yeah. That's when we all get roaring and we act like we're 20. (laughs) Carol and Mike just laugh. Ross just looks at them in curiosity. Hmm. Hmm. I I take it they're purposely overacting or I should say acting shitty. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is where I I touched on it when I talked at the beginning. Like, they really don't seem like they're normal characters. They're like wish versions of them. Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) what's up with all the coffee references? I don't get it. Because she drinks the same thing in the parody movies, too. Remember her adding so much sugar coffee? But she's not like, sure, wish I had some coffee. Like, every five seconds. I don't don't get it. But she's always drinking coffee on the show. She is, but they never talk about it. So, I I don't know. It was just confusing the reference. (laughs) I just love how the show just totally makes fun of itself. Yeah, it's like it's the like the parody movie, but it's actually the cast, which is even yeah. better. I don't know, it's kind of funny. You know, I think, um, I think Ross because he's a he's a fan of the Brady Bunch, obviously. Mm. I think he had a crush on one yeah. of the girls from the Brady Bunch. Okay, and it's obvious when you think about it, right? Now, okay. it's not Carol Brady because he makes sure that he calls her mom unless he's some yeah. kind of weirdo, right? Yeah. It's not Cindy because she's too young. Mm-hmm. It's Jan. What? It's Jan. Why do you think that? Why else would he want to go up and take a nap? Because he was just told oh. that she had went up there and slammed the door to her room. Oh. And then he's like, where is everybody? Greg is outside. Bobby and Peter are working on their science project. Yeah, I don't care about that. Nobody is upstairs. Marsha is fucking out of the house. Yeah. Cindy's off eating dirt or whatever the fuck she was doing. She's at a bake sale. Yeah. And where's yeah. it? Where's it's Jan? Up, up alone. in her room. Alone. And vulnerable. Apparently upset. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to shoot upstairs. And, uh, I'm going to go lay down. I'm uh, taking a nap. Yeah. So you're going to go take a nap? Oh, I'll be laying down. Yeah. You'll see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bring her some pie, some deep dish <laughs> for Ross pie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's got a crush on Jan. He wants to give. He wants to give her his plums. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He wants, he, wants to to, give, he wants to give Eve his plums. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to. Um, 
He want uh, he wants to put um, glasses on on her. Okay. All it's right. Your, it's it's yours. It's your scene. Scene six. Then all of a sudden. Alice walks through the front door wearing boxing gloves, dancing mm-hmm. around and throwing punches. She spots the Brady's, waves and shouts, "Good morning, Mrs. Brady, Mr. Brady, Chuck Brady." Mm-hmm. As Alice walks over to join him, Carol shouts, "Hey, Alice, <laughs> where did you get those boxing gloves?" Alice says, "I was like, Jesus, I'm right here." Fuck. <laughs> Alice says, "Oh, they were a present from Sam the butcher for my birthday." She looks at Ross and then begins to dance around him as if to have a bout. (laughs) (laughs) She says, come on, Chuck, spar with me. Ross asks, excuse me? Alice says, that bully buddy Hinton has been beating up, (laughs) has been beating up on you at school. Ross asks, he has? Alice says, come on, Chuck, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Alice then winds up a punch but then lands it into Mike's belly. Oh. <laughs> it even did that sound, too. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> Bringing back all the old ones. Yeah. This was great for this episode to happen. It's a great time for this episode to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone was still around, you know, Robert Reed and B punching. <laughs> um, <laughs> And because uh, I don't think Robert Reed lasted much longer after this, right? No, I think he was well, probably no, no, because they just said he did the Brady's too, which was 1990. So, oh, yeah, which yeah. it was only the next year. I don't know. So maybe still, I don't think he lasted a couple more years. Maybe I had thought when he did the Brady's that he was sick. I might be off on that, but anyways, mm-hmm. if when we when I come up to visit, we'll have to go up and, and visit Robert Reed's grave. It's up by mm-hmm. Chicago. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, um, <clears throat> I. I swear Alice looks exactly the same. Holy shit. <laughs> but then again, when she was like 28, she looked like she was like fucking 50. So, yeah. And uh, Flo and looked pretty good too. She looked the same pretty much. Except for that wig. The wig looked terrible. Um, <laughs> that punch was awful. That was terrible. You <laughs> thought she was trying to take it easy. I feel like it was like almost as if like maybe she did it once and hit him robbery a little too hard. And he was like, you better fucking watch it, maid. And she was like, okay. And so the next time she's like, whoa. No, you know, you know, Robert Reed's like, first the fucking strawberries. Now you're going to fucking punch me and stop. <laughs> you know, those aren't regulation gloves, right? Right, everybody? Are those 16 she's ounces? Not, no. She's not even a real boxer. She's not even wearing a mouthpiece. Right? Really? You're going to box without a mouthpiece. <laughs> We're not even in a boxing ring, people. We're in a fucking living room. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, I don't know why. I don't know why they ended the show. Hmm, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Scene. I said, oh, come on. Later, Mike and Carol are sitting at the dining room table. Mike is reading his paper as Carol sips on a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Carol says, Mm-mm. there's nothing like that second cup of coffee in the morning. Mike corrects her. It's your third cup, darling. Carol asks, it is? Mike says, yeah, you drank mine. (laughs) Carol smacks her husband and says, (laughs) Carol smacks her husband and says, oh, Mike. Mike and Carol just laugh. Just then, Ross comes down the stairs with his hair permed. Mike sees this and nods his head with approval. He says, that's more like it. 
The front door swings open as Peter and Bobby come home from school. <laughs> Peter says, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Chuck. Ross gets all excited as he asks, Bobby? Peter? Peter says, that's my name. Don't wear it out, lame brain. Burn! <laughs> right? As they take a seat on the couch, Mike asks, what have you two been doing? Bobby, with a mustache, says, we've been working on our science projects. Ross smiles and says, well, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to pop to bed for a minute or two, maybe seven. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Peter gets up and says, don't be such a dingling, Chuck. We got to work on your campaign posters. Ross asks, uh, campaign posters? Bobby gets up and asks, sure. Peter says, remember, Chuck, you're running for president of the student council. Ross laughs and says, oh, no, 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 no. Not me. Not Chuck Brady. No, I don't engage in extracurricular activities like drama or glee club or. <sighs> what? Or the swim team. Man, there's this one guy on the swim team. What is his name? I can't remember. Oh, well. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> but before you can go any further, Mike takes him by the shoulders and says, Chuck, <clears throat> I think we need to have a talk. Mm. Just then, the Brady special moment music begins to play. Ross hears this and is confused by it. Mike, not paying attention to it, goes on. Chuck, I know that sometimes we're afraid of new challenges, but that's what growing up is all about. I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> Mike then steps away from Ross, leaving him a little confused. Carol then gets up and announces, Well, I could sure use another cup of coffee! <laughs> <laughs> They should have had it where she gets louder and louder every time she has a cup of coffee. That would have been pretty funny. Until <laughs> so finally she's like, <laughs> like, acting like she's on cocaine or something. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or she over, like, super overreacts to something. Yeah, yeah. Doing like, cartwheels and shit. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody just says something like, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, I. I'm trying to think of something like, you know, like hey, I, I just I just beat Bobby at checkers, and then she was like, "Hell yeah, fuck yeah!" <laughs> Mike Brady's you, like, <laughs> Mike's like, mm, I forgot my briefcase. I'll get it. And she literally sprints into the den. I guess that's true. That's okay. That's awesome. Uh, um, so okay, seriously, what's up with the coffee? <laughs> she just, just drinks a lot of coffee. Um, She's always making coffee. The music thing was pretty funny, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially how short it was. Um, I, get, I get the feeling that Robert Reed didn't really want to be there. What? Yeah, exactly. That yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That can't be true. Yeah, it just seems like a half-ass effort, which is weird for Robert Reed because you think he'd like take it too seriously, but yeah, he's like, no, you guys made me do that fucking reality, that variety show. No, fuck that. I ain't trying anymore. <laughs> Because <laughs> I tried, you guys wouldn't let me fucking sing and dance anymore. So fuck you guys. <clears throat> For a guy who hated doing it, like he sure did a lot of other bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I don't like doing the Brady Bunch, but we'll try this variety show. I think that's going to be a winner. <laughs> All right, we'll do the Bradys. All right, we'll do the Brady Brides. All right, well, I'll do this spin on this episode of Day by Day. You know. All right. <laughs> All right, so this is where we take our next break. Mm. So Ross has somehow landed himself in the Brady world. Oh, shit. Will he ever wake up and come home? Mm. Will he win the presidency of student council? Will he come back and do this all again six years later? Will he hump Jan? <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, Listen to the 80s Weekly Newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spinoff of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then, listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. Oh, Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. Second break of the season. <laughs> know, people yeah. are like, they're not coming back, are they? It's going to be another month. <laughs> no, we're back. We're, we're back. back. Back again. So over the hiatus, yep. I was having a little bit of a like Brady withdrawal. Mm. And so like I was scrolling, probably was on YouTube, I think. Um, and I found a TV movie. It was the okay. unauthorized Brady Bunch like TV movie. So it was basically, and I think it was entitled something like the like the end. It was basically, it was documenting like the last season of the Brady Bunch and all the behind the okay. scenes stuff and what went on hmm. and that kind of shit. And um, <laughs> but it was the unauthorized one, you know. So probably made. I think it was made by like Lifetime or something like that. And. uh because, you know, it was Robert Reed was the bad guy. So, you know, I had to be a bad guy. Right. It was a man, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I was like, well, this would be interesting. I'll watch this, you know. And um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when they, like, hire actors for these TV movies. They're really bad and they're just not. 
they're not good <laughs> and they're not they try to get people that l- resembles the real people but you know i don't know but it was kind of interesting to see like the I mean, we kind of know the whole the story of how Robert Reed and all this thing. It was kind of neat to watch it play out. Um, oh, so this wasn't a documentary. This was an actual like acted out yeah, movie. Actors. Oh, and, that's yeah, weird. It was scripted and all that kind of shit. Huh. So yeah, <clears throat> um, it was really interesting though. I thought that was pretty good. Um, we know the story, but like, and I, I don't think there was anything because it's unauthorized, which means they basically didn't have permission to do it. But it doesn't mean that it was lies. But um, it does say that some scenes were like dramatically altered or whatever, just for dramatic effect. But um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, have you seen this? Probably not, right? No, I've heard of it. I knew it existed, but I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, I think they have to put that dramatically altered thing on it so they don't get their asses sued. <laughs> Maybe. Just kind of like in parody movies when they make fun of people, they're like, oh, or SNL, like, oh, it doesn't actually, you know, any resemblance or no, South Park does it. Any resemblance of actual people is strictly by accident or whatever. Really? You called the dude Steve Irwin and he has a fucking barb coming out of his chest and you said it's coincidence? Like, <laughs> Well, you have to. I think you do that at the end of every movie says that. Oh, okay. The living or dead or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, it showed that whole scene, you know, basically where Robert Reed was having a problem, like with the script of the finale, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. he got the kid, he's going to turn his hair green, you know, like that whole thing. He's like, <clears throat> this is like terrible writing, you know, it's kind of stuff you have. And the arguments he would get into with Sherwood Schwartz and especially with Lloyd, I guess apparently him and Lloyd went at it a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and Lloyd was the one, according to this unauthorized biography, that wanted like Robert Reed like out of there and like fucking because he kept showing up during the week, you know, during the shoot. Mm-hmm. And the kids were all like, "Is like, is like, oh, are you back? Are you back in the script?" And he's like, "No, no." And he and it did show Robert Reed being really kind to the kids and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. like they, we've always heard that he has been that he was and um. And he's like, no, I'm just going to watch from over here. And and then they thought he was like gone. And then they're trying to do the scene. But then they see Robert Reed over there watching. And that made him like nervous and uncomfortable. <clears throat> and that's when they were like, okay, you got to go. You're making, you're screwing up the shots and none of that, you know. Hmm. <clears throat> and then there was like, well, do you want me to get security, dad? I'm like, sure, which one? <laughs> you know, Lloyd talking, let's get security and kick him out of here. And he's like, no, I'm not going to have these kids watching their father getting kicked out, you know. Mm. So that whole line was in there, too, which was kind of neat. So um, it made Sherbert Schwartz look really good. Um, so it didn't make him look bad in any way. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really make anybody look bad. It looked like it was pretty true to the story as far as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um so it was really cool. It was neat to see all that, you know, and of course they have the Brady Bunch sets, you know, and all that. So. Yeah. Well, that, that's a different kind of show because the show came out a long time ago. I mean, the show ended before you and I were even born yet. There's so many people that were in the show that's still alive. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. think about it, there's only like four people that passed away that were on that show. Everybody else is mm-hmm. still alive. So, yeah. And yeah. so, I I don't think they could go too far away from reality because there's a lot of people still alive that are more involved with it. So including Lloyd himself. So hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of funny after that, I kind of get into this unauthorized thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I watched the uh, unauthorized um, 
um, uh, Full House one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was interesting. <laughs> but I don't know the real story of everything that went on, but I don't know. It didn't make some people look very good. So, hmm. I don't know. I know recently there was a 90s con in Tampa and the Full House cast was there. And, you know, on Candace Cameron, like on her Instagram, she was taking pictures, like posing with Jody Sweeten and the other girl and everything and had it on her account and all this kind of stuff. And, but on Jody Sweeten, she didn't have shit about Candace Cameron. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, Jody Sweeten and, um, I must have Barbara Eden. What the hell's her name again? Andrea Barber. Andrea Barber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they do their podcast together. So, well, Andrea you know, Barber and Candace Cameron are still really good friends too. So right. Andrew so Barber's like, just like, listen, you two have a problem? That ain't nothing to do with me. <laughs> right. So, um, That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. So that's probably why you do see the three of them together, you know. Well, sure. they that was contractual. They had to. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah. True. I don't think they like hate each other. They are basically sisters. They grew up. Yeah. Together, but so. I'm, from what I understand, there's pretty strong feeling. It, it's I heard it's more on Jody Sweeten's side than it is on Candace Cameron's side. Just because mm. of comments Candace Cameron said that I'm not going to get into on here because we're not a political political show. But, right. you know, I'll just say one of them was very close minded and the other one is, you know, very outspoken about some, you know, strong left or right type of feelings. You know what I mean? Right, so. Right. So yeah, it's one of those kind of scenarios. I gotcha. That's yeah. right. That's aight. All right. So enough of all that. Let's get back into it. Okay. So when we left off, Ross has gotten in trouble with his parents for not working hard on his schoolwork. Mm. He's now been grounded until his grade is brought up, and that means no TV. Oh shit! Especially the little microscopic mm. ones. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a Brady Bunch marathon on TV that he's missing. Ross then falls asleep and is now dreaming he's the seventh Brady kid named Chuck and is now trying to fit in with the Bradys in their world. Oh, shit. In mm. a world. In a world. Mm-hmm. Scene eight. Later, Ross is at the bottom of the stairs checking out his new perm in the mirror. Then all of a sudden, Peter and mm. Bobby come running down the stairs and stop to see what he's doing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Bobby says, what are you doing? Warming up the, to enter the ugly contest? Oh, shit. Bobby and no, Peter just did. laugh. <laughs> oh, Ross gets defensive and says, none of your beeswax. And then looks shocked at what just came out of his mouth. Bobby mm. says, come on, Pete. Let's go work on these posters. Then Bobby and Peter exit into the den to the left somehow. Hmm. <laughs> Ross, still in confusion, says, I'll be on in a minute. And then heads up to the stairs. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's oh, like, shit. Minute, fellas. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> but as he, see, he saw them come down the stairs. He's like, oh, shit. There's nobody up there. <laughs> but as he does this, Marsha comes walking through the front door. She says, hmm. Chuck. Ross stops and sees her and says, Marsha? Marsha then runs around to meet him into the living room and announces, I have some wonderful news. <laughs> Chuck takes a look at her and sees her large pregnant belly and says, <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> Marsha says, I'm running for president of student council. Why is he chasing her? <laughs> no, 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 nothing. It was a joke. <laughs> Ross then remembers what Peter told them. You remember Chuck? You're running for president of student council. Ross then says to Marsha, you're, uh, 
running for president of student council? Marsha says, isn't it groovy? Mm. Ross says, well, actually, Marsha, but it's cut off when Marsha says, I mean, being president of the student council would be a dream come true for me. Mm-hmm. Ross says, I'm sure that's true, but Marsha cuts him off again and says, mm. and I want you to be my campaign <laughs> manager. <laughs> Ross says, you do? Well, you see, Marsha ignores what he's trying to say and interrupts by saying, oh, thanks, Chuck. She then steps in and mouth kisses him. <laughs> you know, like Han and Leia style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and says, or like a very Brady Christmas yeah. style. You're the best brother in the world. <laughs> Marsha then heads up the stairs and then like looks to see if he's fallen. No. As Ross <laughs> remembers what Marsha just said, being president of student council will be a dream come true and she'll be very grateful. <laughs> very grateful. <laughs> And also very discreet. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And she can't get double pregnant, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Best brother in the world. Better than Greg, Marsha? Hmm. Well, maybe. Hmm. That's because she ain't never had me as a brother. Hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I think Bobby bought that mustache from the douchebag store. That that was terrible. Um... (laughs) Marsha had a big fucking beer belly. That's crazy. I know, right? Like, you know what kind of damage they can do to the baby? Seriously, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, What kind of message is that sending to little kids watching the show, too? It's fucked up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was... uh, that was almost the scene <laughs> from a very pretty sequel. Like, just like you were talking about. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So, Christopher Barnes... <laughs> yeah? ...is... I think the only man that yeah. has kissed both the real and the fake Marsha. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause I can't think of any other actor that would have not only been in, in a movie with Christine Taylor, but kissed her, but was yeah. also in something with Maureen McCormick and had to kiss her. <laughs> so he's literally probably the only man ever to kiss both the real <laughs> and the fake Marsha. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him, man. Yeah, Good right. Um, her, uh, I think Marsha and Bobby, in my opinion, are the only two out of the original cast members that are like their old characters. Yeah, like I thought Marsha did a pretty good job of just being Marsha, but I think it's mm-hmm. partially because she was she wasn't a good actress back then, and she's not now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, like Christopher Knight, like doing Peter Brady, it seemed like he was doing a parody or an SNL version of Peter Brady. Peter Brady, you mean Greg Brady? No. Oh, Peter, Christopher, Christopher Knight. Knight. Sorry, I was thinking Christopher Barnes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scene nine. Yeah. Later, Mike and Carol sit at the dining room table again. Mm. Mike sits looking bored as Carol sips on yet another cup of coffee. Mm. She says, you know, there's nothing like that 27th cup of coffee in the morning. Now, this that line reminded mm-hmm. me of something from back because I remember I watched this when it originally aired on primetime. Mm-hmm. And um, and I watched it with my mom. My mom, mind you, never liked the Brady Bunch, thought it was the stupidest show. She wanted nothing to do with that show. Mm-hmm. And she was always like, Why do you guys watch it? It's so stupid, you know. And um, 
but she loved that line. She started dying laughing. I was like, what? She was like, because all she's doing is drinking coffee, you know, like, <laughs> You're like I'm like yeah. 11 years old. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she keeps drinking coffee all episode. And I was like, oh, you know, and just, I was like 11 years old or whatever. I'm just kidding. No, like, how old was I? See if I even, I was like 14 or whatever, 14, mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, uh, it struck me as funny. I liked it that my mom laughed, you know, that, that was cool. <laughs> anyway, little mom memory there. <clears throat> Mike with building plans in his hand says, well, I'm going to head back to work on the new designs for the new bank building. Hmm. Mike heads towards the, Mike heads towards that heads towards. Is that right? Mike yeah. heads towards the door. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> would it make Mike more heads sense towards the door? Would it make more sense if you said Mike head towards the door? Because you're telling him no. or Mike heads Mike. toward the door. I guess it could be toward and not towards. Mike goes to the See, door. You could say crosses, <laughs> but no, we don't say crosses on this show. <laughs> Mike walks over to the door. There you go. <clears throat> I did it. <laughs> Carol follows and asks, when do they need them by? Mike thinks for a second and then says, you know, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Peter and Bobby come out of the den and hold up campaign posters with Ross's face on them as they read Chuck Brady for president. Mm. Brady asks, as Ross heads down the stairs, hey, Chuck, aren't these posters we painted neato? Ross looks at them and says, uh, yeah, yeah, neato. <laughs> Peter and Bobby head over to the couch as Ross stops them by saying, hey, uh, guys, guys, listen, um, I'm feeling a little cooped up. Why don't we go to the mall? <laughs> Peter says, mall. Peter then looks around and asks, what's a mall? <laughs> Ross says, tack. That's his name. <sighs> Man. Does he have a groovy breaststroke? Jesus Christ, really? You're going to do this? <laughs> he's he's like Dean Martin, only in the water. Wow, really? Really? <laughs> Couldn't let it go, could you? You had to fit that in somewhere. <sighs> he then says... You know, it's a place with all these stores where you look at girls. Bobby says, girls? I'd rather kiss a basketball and a catcher's mitt than any dumb old girl. Unless it was the girl from Little House on the Prairie. Then I can maybe get mumps. <laughs> and Marsh is over there going, seriously, don't. Don't get, don't go there because this happens. <laughs> As Peter and Bobby take a seat on the couch to work more on the posters, Ross says, well, uh, we can do that later. <laughs> what do you say we get on our bikes and go somewhere peter says don't be a turnip brain chuck we never ride our bikes bobby adds we just fix them (laughs) ross thinks for a moment and then realizes that actually may be true (laughs) yeah at this point watching i gave up on the coffee shit i'm like what the fuck ever i don't okay (laughs) Um, but that's true that you don't ever actually see them ride their bikes. The only person I ever saw really ride was in the parody movie where Jan kept like running into shit, but, but Jan did that on the show too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Remember she's the one that broke the picture for the anniversary. Yeah. She also like <laughs> broke the platter for the anniversary. <laughs> and then she also did something else bad for the anniversary. No, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, scene 10. As the boys sit in the living room, Marsha walks in the front door with two of her high school cheerleader friends. Mm. As they giggle, tell secrets to each other and run around <laughs> the living room and have pillow fights and make out. <laughs> Ross realizes that it's Eileen and Kristen in cheerleading outfits. Hmm. Ross sighs with relief and says, Kristen, Eileen, oh boy, am I glad to see you guys here. Marsha says, what are you talking about, Chuck? These are my best friends, Judy and Sally. In unison, they both say, hi. <laughs> Eileen says in a dumb high school girl way, we just came from cheerleading practice. Eileen and Kristen both look at each other and say together, ready gang, hit it. The two then begin to do a cheer. One, two, tell me who you are, the bears. <laughs> what? <laughs> now I know why we need to tell that story about how you didn't get on the cheerleading squad. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> One, two, tell me who, who you are. One, two, tell me who are you? The bears. Three, four. Tell oh, me yeah. who's going to score? The bears. Don't you remember this from the episode? No, I don't. No, you don't remember the episode where no, I was still, I was trying to figure out who the two girls was. I was like, is that really them? Like, I'm trying to, because especially Courtney Thornsmith, she didn't look like her at all. I was I like, like I, long wig on. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that kind of looks like Julie Louis Dreyfus, but I don't know who the other girl is. But yeah, that's. What, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they do all that, and they both take a, <laughs> they both take a deep breath and go on, yay bears, and they both hop around with excitement. Ross fake laughs and says, okay, guys, cut it out. He leans into them and says, look, you got to help me. I'm trapped in this Brady dimension. Eileen and Kristen both lean around Ross to ask Marsha in unison, where's Greg? Mm -hmm. Marsha rubs her belly and says, oh, Greg, he's out fixing his bike. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really do that. But, you know, she, she did it all in her head, you know, subconsciously with her acting. Oh, okay. The two look at each other, scream and giggle and run out back to see Greg. As they run off, Ross tries to stop them by saying, wait, don't go. Peter pipes up and says, yeah, <laughs> let's make some more posters. Marsha walks over and asks posters. What kind of posters? Peter and Bobby stand up and hold up the Chuck campaign posters. Marsha reads the posters slower than she should have. <laughs> Chuck Brady for president. <laughs> Good job, Marsha. Yeah. Marsha then turns to Ross and asks, are you running against me? Ross says, I didn't want to. They just, but Marsha steps in closer to him and says, Chuck Brady, this means war. Oh, shit. And then fire comes out of her eyes and her voice gets really deep like a fucking demon. Hmm. Marsha then stomps up the stairs to get ready for combat. Oh, shit. What was really hilarious is when Eileen and Kristen were doing the cheer and they were like out of breath the whole time. <laughs> like, Three, four. Something tells me they probably did that in rehearsal and they were just like, no, keep that in. That shit's funny. <laughs> Maybe. It's funny. Um, yeah. yeah I said again, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I swear, looks exactly the same. Like yeah. she doesn't age. But um, that high was, it was, I don't know why I, I shouldn't have been impressed, but that high was really good because there wasn't any visual or audio cue. They're both just like high and it was just perfect. Like they did it at the exact same time. Um, 
Yeah, Marsh is about as intimidating as, well, I guess, as Marsha, but. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's the kind of person like, where she gets mad, you're just like, oh, you can't help but giggle a little bit. It's like having a little little bunny mad yeah. at you. She's like, I'm mad. And you're like, yes, you are. You I'm are like, mad, aren't you? You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Scene in the. Down the living room, war has begun. Oh, shit. Peter, Bobby, and Ross march back and forth holding campaign signs for Chuck Brady as they chant, Chuck Brady, Chuck Brady. Meanwhile, Marsha, Kristen, and Eileen march back and forth holding their signs for Marsha for president as they chant, Marsha Brady, Marsha Brady. With all the commotion in the living room, Mike and Carol come out together as Carol asks, what in heaven's name is going on here? Hey, 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 <laughs> what is going on? Marsha says, they started it. Peter, with a great comeback, shouts, they started it. Burn! <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Marsha says, they're always picking on me. I don't want to be in this family anymore. Marsha starts to cry as she states, I want to be in the Partridge family. Go ahead and make jokes. See if I care. <laughs> Carol's jaw drops as she hears this coming out of her own daughter's mouth. Oh, shit. Carol points her finger in Marsha's face as she says, Now, Marsha. Brady's special moment music begins to play again as Ross hears it. Carol goes on. Sweetheart, when you live in a family, you have to get along with others. The music stops, <laughs> pats Marsha on the shoulder and says, I'm glad we had this talk. Marsha smiles, walks over to Ross and says, I apologize, Chuck. You can be president. <laughs> Ross says, oh, can I? Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> I automatically won because Marsha said I could. <laughs> wow. Because I needed your fucking permission. <laughs> Ross, finally having enough Brady, shouts, I don't want to be president. I want to go to the mall. I want to wear pants with normal cuffs. Seeing this outcry, Carol hugs closer to Mike as Mike says, Oh, Chuck. Oh, shit. Ross sighs and says, Hold on. Now, there was a reason I was sent here to show you this paper. Ross pulls out his report out of his back pocket and hands it to Mike. Ross says, Now, maybe once you've seen it, maybe everything will be back to normal. Mike opens the paper, looks at it, and says, you got an F? Ross, thinking this will work, asks, are you mad? Carol smiles and says, of course not. Marsha adds, we've all gotten bad grades before. Ross asks, you have? Bobby says, yeah. Why do you think we're all still living at home? <laughs> <laughs> Ross thinks about this and about has a panic attack. Hmm. So they're, they're, they're picketing, but who the fuck do they think is going to see it? Like, who are they trying to influence? <laughs> Each other. The I other guess. people. <laughs> I should have said, like, like we don't give a chuck or something. I don't know. That would have just been funny. Um, yeah, this is where I say Bobby's actually the funniest one out of all the OG cast. <laughs> yeah, when uh, Carol came out and was just like, what's going on out here? Yeah. Or what in heaven's name is going on? I swear I thought she was going to say, what the hell is going on? Which would have been awesome and hilarious. And right. the crowd would have freaking loved it, even though it's so simple and like not even that big of a deal. But right. just to have her finally say, what the hell is going on out here? <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever. 
I think it would be cool if somebody did like a, not really a reboot, but like another parody movie, but had it like Pleasantville, like Pleasantville style where mm-hmm. it's the Brady's in their little Brady world, just like the parody movie. And then something along the lines of where, you know, that scene where Marsh is like, I felt your tongue in my mouth, that whole scene. Yeah. And have that slowly happen so that eventually by the end of the movie, all the Brady's are just like modern and they're just like normal people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But have it do it like Pleasantville style where like, you know, maybe like Mike or Carol is the last holdout one, you know? I don't know. Yeah. 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 And then Marsha slowly becomes more of a slut. (laughs) (laughs) No, they would change though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so she'd stay the same. Okay. All right, see what you're doing. <laughs> Scene 12. As they all still stand around the living room. Why, why did I put that in there? As they all still stand in the living room, Mike walks over to the table and says, Oh, honey, look what I dug up out of the attic. My old ukulele. Hmm. Mike sits down and strums as Carol sits next to him. Mike says, I'm going to be the cat's meow at that roaring 20s party. Carol says, Roaring 20s? Mike chuckles and says, yeah, that's where we all get roaring and act like we're in 20. (laughs) Mike and Carol just laugh. Mm. Ross looks at them in confusion and says, whoa, wait a minute. You said that before. Mike says, of course we did. Ross asks, well, then why did you say it again? Carol says, this is a rerun, Chuck. Mm -hmm. Mike looks at him wild eyed and says, we do the same things again. Peter adds, and again. Marsha adds, and again. Bobby adds, and again. Mm-hmm. The boys walk over and pick up the posters again to work on them. Eileen and Kristen ask in unison, where's Greg? Carol shouts, I could sure use another cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Mike strums his ukulele, and he and Carol begin to sing. I want to be loved by you, just you and nobody else but you. <laughs> As they sing... Alice runs down the stairs, still wearing the boxing gloves, and tries to spar with Ross as she says, Come on, Chuck, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. She then punches him in the face as the boys continue to pace back and forth in the living room, still shouting, Chuck Brady, Chuck Brady. What was Alice doing upstairs? <laughs> Why she is she still wearing the gloves? Well, I mean, she didn't have laundry in her hand. Why was she upstairs? She has no business being upstairs. Oh, shit. Damn. Good point. Yeah. The only reason she goes up there is to collect laundry. That's it. <laughs> well, maybe she was talking to Jan and teaching a lesson. Or punching her in the face, apparently. Just <laughs> uh-huh. the gloves off. Yeah. Um, I wonder what this was like for the OG cast. Like... Hmm. Like when this was all said and done, because you know this was probably only a day or two of shooting. Like, mm-hmm. was it like, um, was it kind of sad or was it kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. When it said that's yeah, a wrap, were they kind of depressed? Like, especially coming back onto the set again, like yeah. the new set. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is so cool. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Scene 13. Oh. Ross is now back in his kitchen, still dreaming, talking in his sleep, still fighting off Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, stay away from me, Alice. Come make some dinner for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Ross then jumps awake. He looks around and says, it was all a dream. It's just a very intense dream. <laughs> Ross sighs, stands up and says in relief, I'm home. 
We're home. Sorry. Hearing from upstairs, Kate asks, Ross, is that you? His dad asks, are you still up? Ross sighs and says, oh, mom, dad, come down here. I just want to hug you. <laughs> as Kate and Brian come down the stairs, Kate is dressed as Carol Brady with coffee cup in hand. And Brian is dressed as Mike with permed hair and ukulele in hand. Oh, shit. Ross looks at them in horror. Brian says, look what I dug out of the attic, Ross. <laughs> he holds up his uke. <laughs> Ross, suspicious of something, asks, what have they done to you? <laughs> Kate says, I think all that noisy rock and roll music has gone to his head. Brian and Kate slowly move towards him as Brian asks, well, son, do you want, <laughs> well, son, do you want to go out back and fix your bicycle? Oh, shit. Ross backs up to the door and says, no, 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 no. So why didn't they just use Carol and Mike? Like why? That would have been so much better than using them. Like they could have still used the voices of the actual mom and dad. But then when they came back down the stairs, have it be like, I would have even gone as far as to have Mike and, and Carol wearing the clothes that his parents were wearing before. Oh, okay. I see, I see. Know, but this, that's just kind of lame. Cause it was a really shitty costume. So not as good as <laughs> Halloween costumes.com. Just saying <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. good placement. Um, it was the, the old dream fake out. That was nice. Little, yeah, right? little yeah. inception going on there. Mm -hmm. okay. All right, all little, a uh, little double tab mending. If you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Fooled me. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Scene 14. This time for realsies. <laughs> Ross wakes up to his dad waking him up in the kitchen. Ross jumps up and says, dad, he hugs him and says, it's you. Brian asks, what is this TV doing on? Ross shuts it off and says, oh, I'm sorry, dad. I made a terrible mistake. I'll never do it again. I promise. Just then Kate comes down the stairs and asks, what's going on? Why were you shouting? <laughs> Ross, a little hesitant to turn around and see her, calmly asks, Mom, <laughs> he then quickly whips around and sees her and then runs over and hugs her saying, it's you. Kate asks, what? Ross, are you all right? Ross, a little out of breath, says, I just had the scariest dream. All the Brady's were there. Mrs. Brady, Mr. Brady, Alice, Bobby, Peter, Marsha, Greg. Actually, I never saw Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Brian asks, so why was it so scary? Ross takes a breath and says, I don't want to get into it. Let's just say I'm glad to be home. After rubbing his parents' shoulders for longer than he should have, <laughs> he says, I'm uh, going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Ross then heads upstairs, but he keeps looking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once he's gone, Kate looks at Brian and asks, he had a dream about the Brady Bunch. Brian softly says he's obsessed. Kate walks over to her husband. Brian goes on. It's all he talks about. It's all he thinks about. Kate asks, should we be concerned? Brian says, well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I can understand if when he was like eight or nine years old, but he's practically an adult. He shouldn't, he should have outgrown that show by now. I mean, what kind of dumbass talks about that of all shows? I mean, not Night Rider. Not A-Team, not fucking Airwolf or whatever. That hmm. show. Hmm. I mean, 
They must have the IQ of a piece of dog shit. <laughs> Kate right? says, well, at least our son does it alone. I mean, imagine if he was with his best friend and did it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it in the morning. I'm going to bed. As Kate walks away, Brian says, all right, I'll clean up. Once she's heads upstairs, Brian turns on the little TV as he cleans up. The Brady Bunch Marathon goes on as the theme song begins to play. It's ironic. They turn it on at the perfect time again <laughs> for the third time this episode. Brian rolls his eyes as he takes a plate to the sink. He then smiles and sings along to the theme. He then walks over and sits down to watch. As he's getting into the groove of the song, Kate comes back down the stairs. She sees Brian enjoying the song and pulls up a chair next to him, watches and sings along with him. Once the song ends, the two of them just look at each other as if to say, uh-oh. Mm-mm. I don't understand what's wrong with talking about the Brady Bunch. I have no idea. It sounds like they're a bunch of squares, if you know what I mean. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. They need to kitty carry all that negativity up to their room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they need to like and be not so prude. Exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need to flow that shit some in some other room. <laughs> they need. They need to re- read another Robert. Read another book. <laughs> Richard Robert read a, a book and I'll, I don't know. You got it. There you go. Oh, yeah. There's something there. There's something there. <laughs> Do they not own a normal TV? Like, what? what is going on with that? <laughs> That's just the little kitchen. Remember in the 80s, they always had like a kitchen TV or something? Yeah, but everybody had normal TVs, like... Like a little 13 inch TV or something like, come on, nobody, those are the kind of TVs you saw them for sale, but nobody actually used it because you couldn't pick up shit on them. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nobody, and they were black and white. Come on. I don't think I knew anybody that actually had one. I had one. Oh, you had one. Mm-hmm. You did. Did you? I did. Yeah. I don't remember that. It's weird. Hmm. That's strange. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That was a good one. All right. Well, uh, you know we did here. We had a good time tonight. We're welcome back. Yeah. Enjoying it. Hell yeah. And uh, remember, we do love these shows. It's all about the good times and the laughs. It is. And we'd also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon, because without you guys, this couldn't be possible. And of course, we always give a shout out to Jenny and Jim, because they are the two badasses that started it all. They're our first. They're OPs. And uh, we'll forever be grateful. You guys, you're awesome. Thank you. Forever grateful. But also, we have a new Padawan, Grasshopper, whatever you want to call her. Producer. Climbing up through the ranks of, <laughs> of producerdom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would you like to reveal to the world who that is? Absolutely. And our next producer is... Harry Kate. Come nice. down. That's awesome. We are glad to have you, Amy Kate. I guess we can't talk about her on the after show anymore, can we? So she's going to hear it. That sucks. <laughs> got to take out that whole segment and everything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to hand out some homework assignments. Ooh. Yes. Welcome back. And first day back. Homework. Exactly. Right. We had the whole summer off. <laughs> and I know you didn't read them five books like you were supposed to. 
<laughs> you do your required reading. Exactly. All right. So the first one is check out the website at averybrandypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Castbox, or Audible. Audible. That's how the French mm. say it. And tell two friends about the show. Or if you don't have two friends, then go next door and knock on the door and introduce yeah, yourself yeah. and say, Hi, I'm your neighbor, and you should listen to Very Brady Podcast. Or write it on the bathroom wall. Whose bathroom? Anybody's bathroom. Public oh, bathroom. Because okay. then oh. people say it. Yeah. Yep. For a good time, listen to Very Brady Podcast. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at Very Brady Podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join on the conversation on the fun at a very birdie Facebook group. I will say we've had a lot of people liking the Facebook page lately. And the Instagram too. Yeah, and the Instagram too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to be a producer, if you're looking at M- Emmy and going, she's so cool, like, come on, I want to be like Emmy, mm-hmm. then you can. You can be that cool. So check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very pretty podcast. Indeed, and we're also doing after shows as well. So we have that Very Brady Podcast After Hours, which you can check out. That's not listed on Patreon.com. So just know that you get that too, even though it's not listed on there. So yeah, indeed. Yeah. Also check out our Instagram at a Very Brady Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates, like if we're gonna take another hiatus at a moment's notice. <laughs> Again. Check, check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at a very slash shop. That's a, that that is a cool way to support the show without actually supporting the show. Because all you gotta do is go through that link and buy a bunch of shit on Amazon and it helps mm-hmm. us out. That's right. Check out our T Public Store for merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. Also, we now have the clap. Rap. Um, <laughs> at a very Brady podcast. That's right. But most importantly, if you don't do anything, go out there and check out some classic iconic TV shows. Yes. And Jimmy here is going to tell us what to watch next. After ending all our data into the randomizer 3000, it will randomly pick the next episode for us. Engage. Engage. <laughs> Things been on the fritz lately too, so hopefully. I think I think that those sound effects should go on for another fifteen seconds. <laughs> <All right. laughs> on the next the machine, Jimmy. That's true. Yeah, yeah. On the next episode, the Patty Duke Show. Ooh, season three, episode fourteen. Kathy leaves home, but not really. just give away everything in the whole episode a friend suggests to Kathy that the lanes wouldn't stop her from becoming an exchange student because she has worn out her welcome there Mm. so Kathy decides to prove her friend wrong by signing up for the program oh shit the show is available to stream on Pluto TV you know, it's funny about the Patty Duke show. I haven't seen this a long time, but I used to watch mm-hmm. it on Nick at Night all the time. Oh, yeah. One thing that I do remember more than anything mm-hmm. is that, well, they laugh alike. It's true. They also they look talk alike. alike. They talk alike. Mm-hmm. At yeah. times, they even something else alike. <laughs> <laughs> you can lose your mind. Isn't she um, Sam's mom from Lord of the Rings? The one that Frodo hooks up with? Um, Patty, yes, yeah, and their dad is the dude from the 
from not the monsters, the other one. Um, yeah, the Adam family. Adam family. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And um, his brother, his brother was on um, Facts of Life. That's right. In the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Come yeah. on now. Girls, girls. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> girls, girls, and Mackenzie Aston. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hot dog makes her lose control too, so we might see that. Was she really like hot dogs? It's in the theme song. Damn. I kind of want to see what happens when you show her hot dog. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that like a metaphor? Do you have to show her like your hot dog? And that's I thought the same thing when I was a kid watching the show too. I was like, hmm. hot dog makes her lose control. Damn. Hmm. Maybe maybe we could get Sean Aston on the show. <laughs> probably. We probably he's could. A, he's not doing anything, right? <laughs> You're going to be all like, so you guys want to talk about the Goonies or something? Or you want to talk about like Lord of the Rings? Like, no, dude. Patty Duke we, show, man. We want to talk about your mom. <laughs> oh, Bird! 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then we just hang up on him and that's it. That's all we have on the show for. <laughs> Alright. So unless you have anything else? Uh no, no. No, in that case, uh I've I've, I've been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.